What's up, Marvelites? It is Mr. Marvel 613 here, and on this edition of the Marvel Roundtable, we are wrapping up the last of the Disney Plus shows for Marvel's MCU Phase 4, and oh boy, do we have quite a doozy for you. The nine-episode uh, a series that features a different member of the Avengers family as we explore uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Spoiler alert, it wasn't that enjoyable, but we'll break it all down as to why Coming up next, right here, on the Marvel Roundtable. What's going on, everybody? Is Mr. Marvel 613 here, right here on the Horny Goat YouTube channel. And, of course, the Horny Goat Podcasting Network, where you listen to us on your favorite podcasting platforms. And, of course, this is the Marvel Roundtable, the show where we break down each and every single show and movie in the MCU. Uh, this one is one we have been... <laughs> going to be very honest with you guys. This is one we've been dreading for a little bit. This is one that we've we've been trying to rip the band-aid off and uh this is this is essentially uh basement and, and Heather don't owe me Christmas presents this year because I had to make them watch this. So this you, you can see from Heather's expression on her face she's excited and thrilled to be talking about this uh this installment where we're going to be talking about the final Disney Plus show for MCU's Phase 4 and it is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I'm not alone. I got with me the wonderful fam of Horny Go. We got Basement and Heather with us. What's up fam? I'm going to kill you for making us do this. I didn't make you do anything. <laughs> Basement, you all right there? No, man. This was uh, this wrong? was a fucking pile of greatness. <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Big heaping pile of greatness. I did like I. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll we'll get there. It, 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 like I can actually talk about this show and remove. Marvel from being part of it. Yep. And yes. still want to kill everybody involved. I'm I'm <laughs> going I'm going to po I, I'm going to say this right here right now, and I know that I'm probably gonna get fucking daggers thrown at me and, and a lot of WTFs. Love it. No, no 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 no. Th there is a very small sliver of things that I liked about the show, but in terms of <laughs> fucking Jesus. <laughs> Don't get us banned. Um but I'm talking like a 98% to 2% ratio here. There, there is a 2% hope. I, 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 I might have might agree with you on that. There is something, but there's so much bad. It's the credits. So much bad. <laughs> so much bad. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to break it down, of course. We want to thank everybody for joining us live here in the chat. We got Alpha. We got Tim. We got our good friend Tex joining us. Tex says, start drinking now to help get through the review. I mean, Tex, I'll be, yep. I'll be very honest with you. Um, yep. So, but before we get into this, I just want—I want to just just preface this for those listening and watching it uh, at home or wherever you guys are listening to us or watching us from. Um, this is one that we've been dreading for a while. Uh, this is one that we've been—we've been like yeah, Heather's got her su support penguin there, um, and <laughs> uh, we were originally discussing about breaking this up into two parts and doing two separate streams for it. And I was really adamant against it, not because of like any sort of continuity with like the, the way we've been doing the reviews, but I, I kept 
ple- pleading to Heather and basement like, look, just just trust me. They're, we're going to blow through this review really quick. There's not going to be a lot of substance here. And there really isn't. So that's why we're doing it all in one review. So um, if you're a fan of the show, more power to you. And that's and fantastic that you enjoyed it. But these the Marvel Roundtable is clearly a biased perspective of the MCU films and shows. And we're not going to hold back onto reasons why. Uh, of course, you guys are welcome to join us in the conversation, like I said, in the chat. And follow us on social media, as well as all those fun um, places you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform. We did throw the poll up in the chat, too. So far, it is a whopping four out of four votes for a total thumbs down. One hundred. I think that's the first time. Hell, even fucking Captain Marvel didn't get that, I don't think. <laughs> Which is... That's, like, that's even bad. if you're like a super fan of Marvel... Oh, sorry, sorry. I think the only people that can kind of enjoy uh, that enjoyed this show are the ones that are not Marvel super fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. You used to the entire fans or Marvel because it's just like it's just fucking. So let's terrible. <laughs> it's so just it's so out of left field for the cinematic universe, except. Here's this. So fuck it, since this is my first question anyway, it was gonna be what were your overall thoughts without getting into spoilers of the show? <laughs> Basement. You loved it, right? Uh no. <laughs> um it, it it can't stand alone as a television show, whether it's with Marvel or not. Mm-hmm. It it has the plot is very thin. So thin that it is probably contained within five minutes of dialogue throughout the nine episodes. Um, there's no real like character growth. There is an idea of character growth here, and then they just throw it away. Uh, none of the the side characters matter to me. There is this weird underlying of agenda in this show of people making a fan base hate the show you're making so that while you're preemptively making that hate, you can fight against it <laughs> in the show you're making, which is so like, it's not, it's morally wrong. It's fucking, it, 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 it completely destroys the material you're trying to show. You don't even worry. Like whoever was in charge of doing this didn't want to make a television show. They wanted to make like uh, a reply to Twitter is what they wanted to do to a Twitter thread that they created. <laughs> like it, it, it's that fucking bad. And I mean, I don't blame the people involved on the acting part of it, but no, the writing, writing is terrible. And, and some of the actors that like, well, you know what? Fuck that. Cause I do blame some of the actors, uh, Mark Ruffalo and a couple of the other ones that were really like, if you do like, th- there's this narrative. If you don't like the show, you're a certain something. And it's like, a show can be just bad, right? Can a show be bad without you being labeled as like some sort of ist? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know where I know you're getting at that one. I'm sure Heather has quite a lot to to throw in there too, right? Right, right, Heather. You, you know, you love this too, right? Basically, what I feel of this show <laughs> is you can take episodes one and episode seven. And explain the entire fucking story of this show with just those two episodes and be done. Yep. Yeah. Because um, going from episode one to episode nine, those are the only episodes aside from the last two. There's no story. Yeah. That tell any kind of story, overarching story. 
So they do they they say the episodes are all tied together, but there's one standalone episode. No, 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 no. Every single episode is a standalone episode. I fucking hate how often they did the fourth wall break. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you have these characters within the show that are not real people. Yeah. That too. I mean, to be fair, none of them are real people, so it's fantasy world. But fantasy I, I get man. what she's—I get what she's trying to say. But it's like hyped up to for a reason. Quotation marks. Oh God! And you're trying to make this show about a certain character, but then you make this character so fucking arrogant that nobody likes her. It's not even just that. I mean, well, yeah. it is that, but well, they're just. More. Okay. There's so much more. So it's funny. Tech says there's a reason we didn't do the review on Harsh Truth. Frank was the only one who wanted to do it. Well, I did it with him. God damn it. And and, <laughs> and and here's the thing. Um, I will say that like having watched the Marvel shows as they came out week to week and watching them again as a collective, it is generally, <clears throat> in my opinion, better to watch them as a collective because it is like a mini movie. We've talked about this. I think Basement mentioned it before. Like it feels like the shows are more like mini slash stretched out movies just put into like an episodic format, which sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm not saying that she Hulk does that, but my point is, is that having rewatched this because yes, I watched it a second time. Um, the, the writing, there's a lot. The writing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the big the, there there are many problem there's many con, like issues i have with the show but the biggest one i have is the overall story which so the writing like yeah we make fun of and it and it's it's a common trope in entertainment that marvel has a formulaic method to a lot of its shows and its movies i'm not denying that and i'm a marvel fan that 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 that's fine most of the time it works, even if it's like kind of a repetitive story, but there's still aspects to characters or environments or, so, or whatever that still, you know, can, um, that can still carry my interest anyway. Like, okay, let me see how this goes. Fine. Um, but the biggest frustration I have with this is like right off the bat, Jen becomes She-Hulk. And then... We, we'll get to that. We, we are told all these things about why it's hard for her. Yeah, we'll get to that. And it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we will. But so, we will. So, long story short, like, what is the point? Like, you can, you, you can, you can point to. I told you what the point was at the beginning. <laughs> The guy that is the point of this show. It's it's supposed to, to be troll meta, trolls. Meta on to troll itself. trolls. Well, okay, and 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 that's the thing is that like the She Hulk character, it was originally created as a as a parody character that was supposed to be kind of a tongue in cheek reference to how women were portrayed in superhero comics back in the day. Cool, fine, awesome. The fourth wall breaking, I agree, it was too much, Heather. But but the fourth wall stuff kind of fits in with the character. Fine, okay, but that like there's no story here. There really fucking isn't. And say what you will about, like, obviously we all have different tastes. Some of us like certain things more than the others as far as different, like, genres or, or whatnot. Like, obviously, you know, I'm obviously a big Captain America fan, so I, I, I you know, bias towards that. 
Uh, I liked Moon Knight, you know, blah, 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 blah. And like, I know Heather has different tastes. Um, Basement does. But the point is, is that even if we don't like the other genre that the other person does, we can appreciate some aspects of the storytelling. Like the first Thor movie, I still think, is one of the best stories they've told uh, out of everything they've done in the MCU. That being said, there's no, like, I, it, there's no point. I don't understand... I'm not even talking about like shit that sets up like bigger things in the MCU. Oh, look at, look at Miss Marvel, for what example. Anything that set anything up bigger for the MCU. Miss Miss Marvel. Uh, the the biggest thing that this show does. What made Marvel famous? It was connectivity and continuity on a major storyline. Yep. At a grand scale, this yep. is so far not, from that. Yeah. It has the exact opposite of that. Yet it has. The problem is though it's not doing that it has weight upon the rest of the marvel cinematic universe because it exists within it you know this is where the cinematic universe differs from the comic books right and not everything uh, a lot of people on this show and a lot of other products are like well they did it in the comic books yeah but they also did a lot of things they did in the film they didn't do you have to form you have to form the actual story to the audience you're telling it to some things do not translate from comic book to paper. And especially if you're just going to pin, like in this show, they just fucking take this, 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 and don't create a story. They're just, well, we did it in the comic books. We don't have a story, but here it is. We have a, a lot of things to say. Yep. Except a story. What the fuck? So having seen, now we've all watched Werewolf by Night, and we thought it was, I, I don't want to put. I think I should rewatch it to get it like, a full take on it instead of like was, a group watch is well, different. It, it wasn't it wasn't horrible, I don't think. I mean it was it was obviously odd and there was a lot of like like head scratching as far as the story goes, but it's so it, it kind of you know, you were able to mostly follow it. I I thought it was pretty solid. It was relatively simple in storytelling, right. which I liked enough. But my point is is that I think if you were gonna introduce if so okay. I'm I'm getting all over the place here because this show pissed me off. Uh <laughs> um <laughs> I understand that like the movies and shows have essentially two purposes, right? You have the you have the story within the the show or the movie, and then you have its larger connectivity to the MCU. Some shows and movies lean more in one direction than the other, and the other tends to sometimes suffer, right? So sometimes like Moon Knight, Moon Knight barely had any, uh, and I'm, I, I know not everybody was fans of Moon Knight, but my point is that Moon Knight had basically very little to no bigger building of the MCU, but I still thought the story was still relatively enjoyable and, and fun to watch within the context of itself. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of the same. I mean, I know they they did building of like, you know, um, other beings and whatnot. And they the thing is, t- I, you could see that fitting in to the Marvel Universe in some way. You right, know what I mean? Right. Th- this is just like... They're, they're, I get neither. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, cool. We get, we get like, obviously, we'll we'll talk about the the new character that was introduced and the one that from the old Marvel uh, lore that came in. But but just it it's in it's 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 frustrating because I can't defend it that much. I mean, the thing is, like, there there is like an audience for this, and I know it exists because certain people out there really enjoyed it. And and like like you said at the beginning. Go for it. Everybody has their, their different yeah. walks of life. Everybody likes different things. Right. I, however, will look at this as being part of the Marvel Universe. And within those constraints, it fails on multiple levels. 
personally as a show for me and this is like outside of the marvel universe it fails as a television show in general so that that was my question i was gonna ask to both of you guys do you think that if they took i don't think obviously all the aspects of the show but if they reduced it to a let's say an hour 90 minutes at most special like the werewolf by night and they hit the points they needed to hit as far as like this is what we want coming out of that show or the special. It, it, it would be better. I think it would be infinitely it, better. Yeah, infinitely if better. If anything. <laughs> Other than to say, she's Hulk's anything but this. <laughs> anything. Other than she's Hulk's cousin and that's how she's connected to the Marvel Universe and actually gave us a fucking story. Mm -hmm. A thousand times better. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that... Um, Having seen, and I've also seen the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I'll tell you right now, I thought was, uh, I, I loved it. Um, but also it's, you know, I'm sappy for Christmas movies. But um, but that and Werewolf by Night, I think that is something, first and foremost, this thing did not need fucking nine episodes. I don't know what, what, what prompted them to fucking, I don't know what the fuck prompted them to think, hey, we need three more episodes more than the casual six that we've been doing this entire fucking time. The show did not need whatsoever, and I agree with you, Basement. We need Nicolas Cage back as Ghost Rider. Um, he, watching him transform was the best part of the fucking movie. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, but like the, I, I know what they were thinking because they like. I think, from my understanding of the way this works, they marketed it as a sitcom, and they're like, "Well, you can't have a sitcom with six episodes. That's a miniseries." So we want the the more episodes because it's going to kind of be like a, oh, and then Kramer shows up. But they can't – they don't do the sitcom right, and they don't do the no. overarching storyline right. At its best, this should be presented as something like um, uh, Supernatural where there's an overarching storyline. You have the 10 episodes, and you have – inter uh, like individual show like shows about certain yes, things I, yeah. but there's still like progression they try to do this but they're so inept at storytelling that they just don't get it and i i'm gonna like one thing i found very obvious is the there's a lot of like self inserts from the writing staff yeah that killed the show yeah and, and yep. like uh, we'll, we'll get into it as we go through the episodes but there is a lot of like this is me and this shouldn't be looked down upon. So therefore I'm going to do this. And it's like, just, you're not She-Hulk. She-Hulk is another character, not you. So, I mean, it, it's fine to in infuse some of like personality, whether it's yours or friends or whatever into a character, but it's bad when the character becomes you <laughs> instead of, a far greater character. Can I, can I just can I just say I'm, I don't want to interrupt you, basement, but can I just just say that you know it's bad when the chat is talking about fucking Ghost Rider and That's Punisher right. versus <laughs> this fucking show. Like, what would you rather watch? That is a Anything. that is a first for we've done the fucking everything Marvel Roundtable, and this is the first time that we've done this where everyone's talking about the other franchises. In the but show. even even in this own show, every single person out there is. Like, what are you looking forward to in Chihulk? Daredevil. What? Yep. So, it, it, like, you know you failed already when people care more about a, the cameo than your show. And, but, but and I, that, that's a trend in Marvel, which is bad. I know. And, and, and that's, what I, that's what I worried about after Endgame. But he, here's the other thing I'm going to say, though, too. 
having seen the two specials that Marvel has put out, like the specials like Werewolf by Night and the, and the, yeah. and the Guardians one, I honest to God think that they should lean more into those depending on the character and the platform. Not everything needs to be a fucking Disney Plus show. You can do a mini movie and position it, and I definitely 100% believe that She-Hulk should have been a special presentation, like a special, like... I agree with that. Because there, there is no substance to this. There is... There's not much to take away from this. Like I said also, before, if they like decide to do a um, a mini movie, like an hour and a half, hour fifteen minutes, or yeah. whatever it is, of like a bit lower budget, so you can kind of see, like we've seen already, yep. the the visuals aren't as good. Um, who's that? Like, I mean, it's much more palatable. The people aren't going to get up in arms about it because it's not like week to week. And I'm sorry, but they don't have, they do not have the writing staff to pull off television. Mm-mm. It, it like actually intriguing television and and because marvel is such a vast universe and because it's already mostly known all these like little hooks and like surprise this is this person and this is that person the people will know it <laughs> no, no i i agree with you because i think um well i'll, I'll say that in a second heather you, you wanted to chime in Mm-mm. okay i uh you know when, when i when when they announced the disney plus shows my thought process was, or the way it was pitched, was that the shows would be a conduit to lead into the movies in some ways. And that there would be, you know, they could, there'd be stories, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't need to be necessary for you necessarily to watch it, but it would enhance your experience of whatever movie it's going to be tying itself into. And I use WandaVision and Doctor Strange as an example, right? And that kind of did it, but you did need to understand the context of, of the kids aspect in order to understand Wanda's motivation and blah, 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 blah. But, um, but after seeing she, you can, you can still achieve that with lesser known characters, especially if they're going to fucking, I mean, for fuck's sake, Marvel has almost all the rights back to all their characters as far as distribution now. So you can go fucking anywhere you want and still tell a, relatively simplistic story with establishing like what you want at the end of it. Like, okay, at the end of, let's say they introduced Ghost Rider this way, right? Since Ghost Rider is being talked about in the chat more than She-Hulk right now. Let's present the origin story of Ghost Rider into the MCU. You don't have to go crazy with like a major villain per se, but it will establish, hey, just so you know, in the back of your mind, Ghost Rider's a thing now. We don't have to like set up an origin story, just have him like kind of interjected into one of the main movies a little bit faster. It's actually like a huge fix to the problem that they'll face if they continue to do the shows. Because Marvel is an entity that requires you to watch everything to truly get it, right? They can say otherwise. I mean, yes, you can skip out a bunch of things, but then you're going to skip out things like She-Hulk and be like, who the fuck is this and who the fuck is that? And who the – like the thing is, okay, I like Marvel movies enough to watch them. Um, But do I have to watch a show about a 30 to 40-year-old woman at law that occasionally turns into She-Hulk to understand the next movie I'm going to watch? It's like – at that point, your fan base is going to like turn away because yep. they're like, how did this happen? Therefore, the specials are a great idea. They don't take up too much time, and they can be focused on like character building that's a minor character that can then be infused into a larger audience. I think they should almost get rid of the shows 
entirely. Almost yeah. entirely yeah. in favor of that, especially if they're going to focus on a universe that is connected. Can I just get and a long if show? They, if, they, if they don't focus on the universe that's connected, Marvel is in deep deep trabajo is all I'm gonna say <laughs> can we just get a Wong Cause, show that's all I want cause then they're like fucking superhero movies before Marvel Cinematic Universe existed right yeah. am yeah. I wrong in that what well, that's how they did it back in the day and they had the yeah and they never really never really took off cartoon or live action and then they had really. the well, that those those were the days of you'd have the exact same movie seven times. Well, I mean, we still there or there, but like you know what I mean. Like you'd have like, hey, it's Batman. Batman so, Returns. Batman this. Some Batman days you that. Just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I still think that's the best Batman movie. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So I just I just I just harbor on this point because, like I said, with now the specials and everything, and just the the pure frustration that we'll get into is, but. So we're gonna actually gonna try and abridge this as as short as possible because obviously we've spent a little bit more time talking about the precursor of this beforehand, but there's also nine episodes, and I'll be very very honest with you guys, those listening, and and Heather and Basement know this. There's not a lot of substance to talk about, so let's talk about real quick the pre-production side, which trust me, there's there's not gonna be too much. We're gonna talk about this on this one. So. Um, August of 2019, Marvel Studios announced at the D23 uh, conference that She-Hulk was being developed for a st- for the streaming service for Disney Plus to be set in their shared universe with the MCU. Uh, Jessica Gao was approached to, to, uh, to pitch for the series. Gao had previously met with Marvel Studios to pitch for Captain Marvel, Black Widow, and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which did not pan out, and expressed her desire to be approached about a potential She-Hulk project each time. She was one of the first creatives to include the character in her pitches to the studio, doing so in her Black Widow one, which Marvel executive felt was more of a She-Hulk film featuring Black Widow. Man, that would have been... Nope. Terrible. So much fucking better. Gao had had also included the leader in her pitch as the character series could include with either Samuel Stern's returning having been portrayed by Tim Blake Nelson in The Incredible Hulk uh, 2008 or creating a new version of the character that possibly could have been related to Stern's. The leader ultimately did not appear in She-Hulk. Gao was hired to serve as the head writer in November of 2019. So it basically kind of goes on and on where uh, Feige was a little bit more back and forth just like everything else. Obviously there was um, a pitch for She-Hulk to actually show up in the old 1990 or 1980s version of the Incredible Hulk with good old Lou Ferrigno uh, that ultimately did not happen. And She-Hulk was supposed to have actually a proposed television series uh, on ABC in 1990, but was canceled in the same year. Uh, And then there was also a film based to actually do a movie in 1991, uh, but that also didn't happen. So let me just point out the picture here, folks, that the fact that She-Hulk prior to being part of the MCU uh, was going to show up in the original Hulk show, but didn't. Was going to have its own TV show, but didn't. And was going to have its own movie, but did not. All in the span of the same three fucking years. If that's not a goddamn telltale sign that the universe does not want this to happen. <laughs> Man, what, what, what would have been better for like for this? And I know that if I had to rearrange the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would have been better for her to show up as a cameo in like, a Deadpool yeah, yep. and then have a run on her own well, show. But... Well, you could have had her show up in a couple of different things in Phase Four, as far as like. Street... I'm just looking at like the same, like, type of genre. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, and, and I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if she shows up in Deadpool three. Um, considering the characters are so similar, as far as the fourth wall, the breaking. killer, the killer. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but let's um 
that being said, let's let's rip the bandaid off and let's let's break down She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Heather's already leaving the room. Um, nope. Get out of here, run, Heather, so run. Episode one is titled "A Normal Amount of Rage." So during a road trip, lawyer Jennifer Walters and her cousin Bruce Banner are intercepted by a Sakarian spaceship and crash their car. Walters, while attempting to get Banner to safety, uh, is accidentally contaminated by his blood when it drips into a wound on her arm, causing her to transform into a Hulk and run away. Banner tracks mm-hmm. down his cousin. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I said, "Oh God." <laughs> Panic. <laughs> Banner tracks down his cousin and subdues her after she gives into her rage and threatens a group of catcalling men. Banner secretly takes his cousin to a private lab in Mexico where he explains that he share, that she shares a special genetic condition with him that allows their bodies to process gamma radiation, explaining how his blood gave her the same powers as him. Banner insists that she stay with him until she learns to control her anger and master her abilities as a Hulk. Though she's able to effortlessly handle Banner's training regime, Walter rejects becoming a superhero like him, requiring her to abandon her normal life and career. She attempts to leave, but is stopped by Banner and the two fight. Banner reluctantly accepts Walters' wish to return to her normal life and bids her farewell. A few months later, Walters is in court, and Titania bursts in and attacks the bailiffs. Walter reluctantly transforms into She-Hulk, easily beats Titania, and reverting back to normal delivers her closing statement. I really don't like this episode. I know you're well, really hearing me say I, it a lot. I mean, the, the one thing I have to say to, to begin with is, conveniently... He has this thing that makes him just banner, which I I don't even understand why he's wearing it, since he has full control of our Hulk. Oh, the 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 like I, I don't understand. He, is, yeah. He's got a regulator that keeps him. Th- here's the thing: they don't the writing is so terrible <laughs> that they create something that has massive implication on the entire MCU moving forward with the X Men being part of it. Mm-hmm. Just to have him be human so he can be cut in a car. That, that That's literally the reason for this thing so to exist. So I'm going to take a guess and say – well, okay. So, so I'm going to take a guess and say that they forgot about the end credit scene in Shang-Chi where they show him in the sling. And they had to figure a way to fucking write it in. I almost guarantee that's what happened. But I, I agree with you. Like have the, the fact that Bruce now has the – well, presumably the ability to control himself and switch from human to, to Hulk whenever he wants or subdue the Hulk version is Man, kind of a big him. fucking deal. And it's just, by the way. But who's putting the inhibitor on him? I, the, the inhibitor storyline in this entire She-Hulk shit is terrible. None <laughs> of it makes sense. Yeah. It's it, it's it's actually like the thing is it's it's a detriment to the entirety of the of Marvel universe. This, this is the first problem. Uh, and I, we, me and Heather talked about this after watching it. It's like, man, <laughs> wouldn't it be better if like the actual, I don't know if this is the actual storyline, but they get fucked up. And because he's Hulk, he's okay. And he has to give her a blood transfusion without her wanting or needing it. So, and then she's forced to be a Hulk without her consent, yep. which would lead much more to, what the fuck? I don't want to be a superhero. Then I guess we bled in each other, and here we are. Which is kind of what happened in the comics. In the comics, yeah. <laughs> oh, but they didn't take that part. Instead, they took the stupid fucking shit. And it's funny because I I don't like to say like oh, but it's it, you know I, I'm clearly not the type of person who is like oh, 
they they deviated from the comics. There's been plenty of times where the MCU has clearly deviated from the comics as far as origin. I mean, shit, Shang-Chi is a totally fucking different story as far as that goes. But it worked, and I loved it. Shang-Chi's one of my favorite movies. I don't understand why they did that that way i i don't i don't fucking i don't fucking get it there's a couple things here that don't make any sense okay so she gets a blood she hulks out she flies away wakes up all fucked up yep and she goes into like a dive bar she doesn't enter through the front door and finds like a back door entrance for some reason i don't really get that uh, and she goes and the first thing she does is go to the washroom and a bunch of fucking hookers dress her up like a hooker what is going on in this show <laughs> like if you saw someone disheveled doesn't know where they are you'd yeah. be like maybe I'll call the police no instead they dress her up like a hooker right as you do yep <laughs> so that happens and then she goes out and people are catcalling her because she's dressed up as a hooker uh-huh. and she rages out on them and then Hulk saves her or stops her from killing them, I guess. I, I don't fucking know. Like, okay. one of the worst origin stories I've ever okay. fucking seen. So, so, so yeah, I, I hate that the fact that, like, okay, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with anything you say. The very bare minimum problem I have with this is that, knowing now that the show is completely, you know, we've we've gone through the whole thing. You essentially crammed her entire origin into one 30-minute episode. Yeah, and spent six episodes doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel you. I mean, even if they were going to go with the, like, random blood transfusion, like, uh, well, our blood's touched or whatever the fuck it is, and therefore now I have his DNA and whatever, there's still so much. It, this is the worst avenue you could potentially take. <laughs> You know, like in, in uh, fucking, um, oh, what the fuck is the movie? The, with, with Belle and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast. You know when the fucking old man is looking down and she's like, oh, this is the tunnel with the fucking darkness and bats and shit, and this is the tunnel with light. They're like, okay, well, we're going to go down this tunnel, yeah, motherfucker. clearly, right? <laughs> um, Heather, I'm assuming you're in the same boat as far as this is a very stupid origin story. <laughs> It's simple here. It makes more sense for this. Yes, I understand deviating from the comics. Yep. Worked at some times. Yep. This is a one instance where it does not work simply because the storyline from the comic actually fucking makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So they deviate from that and basically... She gets it by accident because she had a cut on her arm that wasn't noticeable until that very moment. Because there was no blood splattered anywhere else except for on her arm where she was cut open. So that all happens. She changes into the Hulk. Her clothes clothes still fit her. Yep. She rages through this forest, wakes up basically in the middle of the fucking road. Yep. In front of a dive bar. Yep. She didn't get run over by a truck. Shocking. And she hooked up. Yeah. They go through all of this. She gets to she Bruce brings her to Mexico where they're hiding out and all of that. And what's the first thing she does with all of this information that is spoon fed to her? 
Oh, I'm just better than you. Okay, I'm going. Uh -oh. Bye. Oh, yeah, we're not there yet, but... Uh, oh, no, I... no, no, no. In that episode, those were her exact words. I'm just better. No, I know what you mean, but... Yeah, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, the thing is, like, with her getting the powers the way she did, versus her getting, like, I need to give you blood for you to live, it works so much better for the storyline they tried to do anyway. So I don't understand the like weird blood swap. Like I don't understand the first episode being part of this. It just doesn't make fucking sense. And it actually paints her character as terrible. Like Heather said, where we go. Character that's supposed to be this pillar for strong women to get behind. No, that is the fucking wrong way to go about it. It would have made more sense if. Let's let's even fucking well, okay. Let's even keep the car crash shit, right? Just hear me out. Let's keep the car crash shit as it is. Fine. She rages out a couple of times, and she's not understanding what's going on. She loses her memory every time she hulks out, so she black she blacks out basically. Have it get to the point where it's you know then then you get into the second episode where Hulk's like Bruce is taking her in and like explaining everything and doing all that. Instead of this, like, fucking instantaneous shit, like, where... Uh, the whole... In the words, I'm just better than you. Okay, I got this. I have it all under control. This is me. So the whole idea of her mastering the Hulk abilities faster than Bruce, I found funny. It was comical because it she's obviously different than, than Bruce, and she's like, you don't have to fight with your inner demon or your inner self for fucking ten years. Um, fine. You gotta, you gotta chuckle out of me, but yeah, to take it to a whole nother level of like, I'm, I'm just clearly like, uh, I mean, it, it's the idea of like having her have an easier transition to the Hulk, which I think is right Yes. because she's, first of all, she's not on the same level as the Hulk in all honesty. Right. Like yep. she has the Hulk's power to an extent, but she's not, she can't go toe to toe with the actual Hulk. Then to like belittle an existing character that has already been kind of in my mind belittled by Marvel in general, to like it's like fucking oh he's already dead. Yes. <laughs> and and this is my this is one of my biggest problems with the entire show, is that this is the first fucking episode, right? And I'm gonna beat this like a fucking dead horse, and I will say this on probably every part of the episodes that we review. Mm -hmm. I never learned cannot i cannot sympathize with jennifer uh jennifer walters because we don't learn anything of a, a fucking about her i don't i can't sympathize with her becoming a hulk because fun fact we learn about her literally in this episode it's her debut in the mcu and within tw what is it fucking less than five minutes she becomes the she hulk so how it, it, I Literally the first 20 seconds of the first episode because it opens up with her giving her dissertation for the closing arguments. Right. It, it, with, the two, with the two, with with her assistant and the other lawyer. It, it's t it's just so, it, the writing is so fucking bad. They don't know how to create a character. There's no actual, like, yes, there is, like, people that speak in this show, but the characters are thinner than fucking air man it, it, it's, like there's nothing there it's frustrating and look i'm not I, I 
I am not going to sit here and say that everything that the MCU or Marvel Studios produces has been fucking gold. There is bad out there. I will be the first one to tell you that. But like, even the Connor, you compare like Hulk, Hulk, and the character that he is and what he's been through yep. to She-Hulk, and then you have She-Hulk dressing him down. It's it's very weird with that like the ha- having the uh, comeuppance to the character dressing somebody down. It's like the bully bullying a kid that's gone through a lot of shit and then the bully being the hero <laughs> like it's what i don't it, really it's, get that it's, storytelling it's, there there's i honestly feel like there were like three different writers that just came in in rotation and, and, uh, i feel like they're, they they're like the, the thing is they had like the board right and they're like there's things that we can never have jennifer walters look or do she cannot ever like be weak weak and honestly she can never look weaker than a man in any way ever in this show and that's like if you don't tell the original story of her taking blood from the guy that the only reason i can think is that they didn't want to do it because he saved her life and we don't want to tell that story we want to tell the story of a woman not needing a man and she saved him she saved hulk right like like the thing is I, I I am not against fucking women doing the exact same thing as fucking guys, but right. in this show, it's just like blatantly obvious that they fucking do not want that ever. But I know I'm jumping around a little bit here, but I'm just fucking frustrated with this. Each section of this fucking episode is just atrocious. We don't know. We don't learn anything about Jen Walters. We don't. We learn she's a fucking lawyer. And by the end, actually, I hate her. I hate her in the entire show. (laughs) But but by the the end of this, the only thing we know is cool. Well, she fucked Daredevil. You know what? The only thing is, and this is where me and Heather, like me and Heather, watched the entire show together. uh, The seventh episode is the only shining fucking light of a character. Other, like it only yeah, it happens oh, yeah, yeah, in an yeah, instant, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. it. Well, we'll get but, there. But uh, I mean, I, I think the first episode is a mishandling of then, her origin story. Did we figure out why Titania broke into the room? Nope, nobody knows. Okay, it just happened. I'm, I'm just making but sure. But you know what? Like, just like the thing is, the show is going to try to like. We are so confused about. Cool. The the, the show is going to try to play it off like somebody wrote garbage and it was us but because we know we wrote garbage it's okay this, later on we'll get there this is, this is gonna crush. be a very obscure reference have, have either of you ever seen even just like a clip of it maybe of the old iron man cartoon from like the 90s maybe i'm gonna say okay i'm trying to like make a really like i'm trying to like but the point is is that the best way I even said this to Frank when we were reviewing this. This feels more like a Saturday morning cartoon gone bad. Yeah. Well, it 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 definitely has. Okay, they definitely have an idea of what they want to do, but they fail <laughs> on almost every level. Like they want to make a sitcom, they want to make a, a law drama, they want to make a superhero show. Yeah. But they never invest in any of those avenues enough for anybody to give a fucking flying shit. No. It's like it's like the lazy man's version of trying to do something, and we'll, we'll get into it. Like in mean, the first episode, like like I said, the origin story trash. Nose bleeding. The uh, the uh, the like I did enjoy some of the, the the talk between her and Hulk until it got like weirdly bully. And then it just <laughs> to stops. a guy that's like 
It's like, oh, I put a gun in my mouth and I spit out the bullet, but it's like, you had it easier than me because I get catcalled. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then they move on, and he has a room of saws to throw at her for some reason. Which all had Stark logos on it. Oh, th <laughs> thank you. That That is actually – okay. There, Why does that thing even exist? Because he wanted to test this – what I – <laughs> Anyway, he reasons. used it on himself a lot, from what I understood I, with I, that opening dialogue. Yeah, I think it was more training to figure out his himself. But well, he built a room of saws. Yeah, no, Tony. Well, Tony did. Which, let's be fair, that 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 does sound like Tony. Exactly what fucking Tony. Stark. I mean, we watched fucking the movies. <laughs> he never built a room of saws. He was trying to control how to fly. Well, you can't fly. He learned eventually. <laughs> Like it was, it was such a weird. Like this is the room where you go in there and I lock you and you get sawed to death unless so, you can become Green Hall. I, I will, I will say the only positive thing I liked about this is that the the moments where things slowed down and you could hear Bruce talking about his relationship with Tony and how he kind of missed Tony, and as as kind of semi somewhat ridiculous as it is when Bruce explains, oh, I have this like area because Tony built it for me to kind of help. Um, make me help learn and cope with the Hulk side. It kind of fills in a little bit of the gap between Infinity War and Endgame, where you know there's a no, fight between the the Hulk movie and Endgame for Hulk. It's almost like the Hulk is way more intriguing than her. Yes, and this is not the first time that this happens. No, in I know, this show. but I'm just saying, <laughs> so if there's any positive like, light to come out of this episode, that was the positive light for me as far um, as this goes. She, she, she came off as a dude, bro. <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah. dude, I'm out of here. I'm better than you, bro. And then she just fucking like leaves off, covers him, covers him in mud. What the fuck happened in this garbage fire? Yeah. Fire. Anyway, <laughs> like, let's let's rip off the bandit and keep going because I want to get through these before. Before I, uh, you know, um, the Hulk out. Um, episode two, Superhuman Law. So after defeating Titania with her new powers, Jennifer Walters is dubbed She-Hulk by the public despite her disliking of the name. <sighs> anyway, her employers at the district attorney's office fire her, however, due to the case being declared a mistrial. That had nothing to do with her. Perfect. Yeah, Walters goes to other law firms but get the same response. Being a famous superhero and practicing attorney is both a distraction and a breach of legal ethics. No, it's not. Walters then gets an offer from the opposition in the earlier court case, Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzwitz, and Holloway, G G L K and H. The firm's top partner, Holloway, asks her to take over as head of their newly created superhuman law division, but as She-Hulk, not Jennifer Walters. Her first case is to represent Emil Blonsky for his parole and initially refuses to do it due to the fact that Blonsky having to attempted to kill her cousin Bruce Banner. She goes to the Department of Damage Control Supermax prison and meets Blonsky. Walters is convinced that Blonsky is genuinely remorseful for his crimes as abomination and contacts Bruce, who is traveling to Sakaar for advice. Banner encourages her to take on the case. After calling Holloway, she sees uh, that leaked footage of Blonsky participating in an underground fight club as the abomination has been reported on the news. <laughs> just look over at Heather and she's just so yeah, I'm, I'm, I am 100% feeling that right now because of the fact that Baseman and I both sat there and said at the very beginning of this episode how the fuck would they not consider hiring her after one saving an entire jury and two being a fucking superhero. 
Uh, the no, reasons that, that, why she's hired make no, not hired or fired makes no yeah. fucking sense to me whatsoever. Uh, the, the show is like, I forgot what I did last episode, but here we are. Now, fun little factoid. Uh, there's two, obviously, little Easter eggs here as far as the show goes, which I'll just break down. The Goodman, Lieber, Kirkwitz, and Holloway are actually Marvel uh, editors that were started way back when Marvel Comics first started, so it's a nice little tongue-in-cheek moment. And, of course, when Bruce is called by Jennifer Walters to ask permission to take on the Emil Blonsky case, there's that whole tongue-in-cheek little fourth wall breaking of, oh, it was a different time. I was a totally different person. Uh-huh. Thing, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I uh, will say... This, this, she gets okay. So she loses her job. Yep, and then gets it back. Um, and then gets back. Yep. And it's like, well, you always have to look like a superhero, but it's a firm, and there's several other people working there yep. that are lawyers for the firm. Yep. Did they have to look different? Never would fly. It's just like it's so nonsensical. It's, also it's so discrimination, ridiculous. which they would know yeah, as a law firm. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. It is full on discrimination. It's so uh, ridiculous. And she she essentially saved people's lives because you see Titania break through and basically try to kill a jury. Yep. And she like grabs it and the, grabs the bench or whatever the fuck it is and stops them. It's like, well, we gotta let you go. What? That's a, a law firm letting you go for saving people. Come on. Now, That's fucked. The, the, this like, is where like I, they I don't understand it's, it's, putting it's, her it's, on smaller cases and then working her way back up well, as sort of a punishment uh, for losing the case. Well, they do. <laughs> they they, they do. Lose the case. They do explain. They do explain why they want her to do this specific case for a specific reason. And on hallway, I do remember. I don't know if it's this episode or next, but he does explain. Like, look, the reason we're doing this to be very flat out honest with you is that it's going to make the company look good. If we have the cousin of the Hulk represent the, a guy who used to attack him then it's oh it's going to make us look good which i mean there's a couple things in this episode that episode that are just ridiculous because they, nobody in charge of the show really knows what the fuck they're doing yeah no. they, they have no idea about law they have no idea about the marvel cinematic universe they have no idea about fucking storytelling it's just a fucking mishmash of retardation now well, okay? the, the but like the, oh god There's a point where they introduce some of the side characters, which is her assistant, Mm -hmm. who is technically like a hype man. Mm -hmm. I never actually see her do work, but she's constantly there being like, you're the best person alive. And, uh, oh, I know social media. And that that's her character. And she that that's or she's finding a guy that needs to make clothes. Uh, and then you have another lawyer who I seem is a lawyer or a paralegal named Pug. <laughs> He's a guy <laughs> named after a dog. Last name. Named after a dog who kind of like changes his character, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what his character is. His character is like he basically is a pug, basically. a dog that just follows uh, rules. And then there's that one guy. And I think it's this episode. Is it this episode where he's like, hey, there's a girl. I'm going to follow it. Yeah, because yeah. it's the next episode that we get the fucking dance off in the fucking office. Yeah, well, 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 follow it. It's yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. what is going on here with these the, the side characters are like characters yeah. of any version of a human being. Like, oh, so what do you want to have that has one of the side characters? Oh, he's going to be a misogynist. This, is, is he going to be competent and doing... No, 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 no. to the upteenth level to the point that he is not a real human being. Yeah, he's going to refer, refer to women as it's. 
and uh, he's going to think he is the greatest gift to women ever. That's yep. the character that we placed here. The other character, his name is Pug. What is he? A dog? Yes, he's a dog. Dog in human form. You'll you'll see. Mm-hmm. Her assistant. Hey, you go, girl. So, um, obviously, we were spoiled from like the the trailers and all the the previews of this that that Emil Blonsky, the Abomination, was going to be in the show. Worst, um, which, which was a mistake of the the advertising for this show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. He doesn't really have as much of a role in the movie. I almost said movie, Jesus. As much in the show, yeah. as much as we thought he would. Well, we'll get to that in a second. He's also a different character. Yeah, yep. completely different person. Totally different person. Well, I mean, that. that that's. I mean, you could be sense, like, though. hey, he's in jail for X number of years. He could change his persona. Uh, I suppose. But it's such a um, mix of. I guess like hippie and yeah. having a following of like a mass murderer. <laughs> yep. I have several wives. Thank you. Um, I, I, I thought Blonsky okay. was kind of a little, little, a little funny that that's just me of just how fucking ridiculous the character was. Then again, that's a common trope in the show. Um, I also did. I have to give them a nod with being able to be like, Oh yeah, there's the footage of him fighting fucking Wong in the fucking fight club. So I'm like, Yeah. I was hoping someone would be able to fucking bring that back up in terms of like discussion and conversation. Uh, this is, I'm glad they brought it up, but it's a detriment. <laughs> when it's it a detriment explained. to Shang-Chi. It's not a detriment to the show. Oh no, it's a detriment to everything. <laughs> well, well, we're going to talk about that in the third episode, which is known as the people versus Emil Blonsky. So Jennifer Walters confronts her client, Emil Blonsky, about escaping prison and fighting in an underground fight club. Blonsky explains that he was removed from his cell by the Sorcerer Supreme Wong. I will go on record and say that Wong is one of the best, if only, good things about this entire fucking show. And I will stand mm -hmm. by that. It, the show hurts him. I know it does, but I'm goddamn. I'm telling you that it's only one of the good things about this show, so fucking give me my fucking 2%. Um, and that he returned, uh, and that he returned to prison willingly afterwards. While Walters attempts to contact Wong, the news of her appointment uh, as uh, the news of her appointment as Blonsky's lawyer stir up public controversy. Um, Walters' former colleague Dennis Bukowski approaches G GLK and H with a case involving his ex-girlfriend Runa, a shape-shifting light elf from New Asgard who defrauded him by impersonating Megan the Stallion. The case, we're laughing at how bad it is. The case is assigned to Walters' co-worker, Augustus Pug, Pugelis. Wong meets with Walters and agrees to testify at Blonsky's parole, parole hearing. During the hearing, Wong and several other witnesses give testimonies supporting Blonsky's case for parole, and Blonsky satisfies the question of whether he might lose control of his powers by demonstrating his ability to retain his rational mind as the abomination shifts back into human form with little effort. Walters later helps Pug to win his case and even gets to work with the real Megan the Stallion, while Rune is sanctioned by the court for trying to impersonate the judge. Blonsky is released on parole but must wear a special device created by Banner that prevents him from transforming. As She-Hulk, Walters gives a televised interview to tell her story. Later, while going home, Walters is attacked by the Wrecking Crew, a four-man criminal group armed with stolen Asgardian construction tools. <laughs> they attempt to take a sample of her blood, but the needle breaks as She-Hulk forces them to retreat. 
Okay. You know, with the only bit of overarching storyline that they completely fucking forget about until the last fucking and episode. Isn't it told terribly? It, um, yeah, that, 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 that fucking hard, this, hard garbage. This, First and foremost, um, the light oh, shit. Don't get uh, the, the the problem with this storyline is how ridiculous it is. Like she at one point impersonates a judge, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna continue with this trial." What? <laughs> she's gonna she, she tries to impersonate. She impersonates Pug. She impersonates the judge, and they're like, "Okay, she still has like." Uh, she dumbass. actually has a case. She has a case here. What the fuck are you talking? And like and the, the, of course this guy is like this fucking oh I'm gonna go talk to it. She's like, he thinks he could pull Megan the Stallion. Like first of all, Megan the Stallion. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> the Stallion. Yeah. Did you not see them twerking at the end of the episode? Why well, I, I understood who it was afterwards, but it's like, come on, man. <laughs> um. I, I don't it's really know like, what else to say you about this episode. Think you could it's like date Kim Kardashian. They, they, they just, That's the it's like it's it's in a weird like it, like this show. Like I I feel being put I'm into the mind of like a forty year old single woman that loves fucking talking I like, about I feel other like, people's lives. I feel like they're having these small stories off to the side that take place within the episode and then walters is dealing with an overarching story but the overarching story yeah, where not dealing with shit well well, no. well well i'm saying is it'll only last like an episode or two like the blonsky thing is done basically it's done by this episode mm-hmm. it, what? it's it, it's so terrible because this is this is an okay this show i i'm pretty sure they knew it was going to be shit because they, well, they the way it's mar- the way it's marketed heavily is we're going to show Daredevil. You haven't seen Daredevil yet, have you? Don't forget about the actual show. You haven't seen him yet, have you? And then they're going to include like the worst versions of WWE include fucking we're going to have a celebrity show up. Oh yeah, the celebrity G. That's this. That fucking... How fast are they going through like bottom fucking barrel top or things that I, they can hit? so bad i don't know but like, but anyway um uh heather any any anything to add light on this this episode before we roll on because there's not much else to really it's just there's they make a mockery of the court system by letting this light elf bounce around and in person sure she's just like hey and, and, yeah <laughs> Not only impersonate uh, a celebrity, but also impersonate a lawyer and impersonate her fucking ex-boyfriend and impersonate the judge. I'm sorry, but in real life, that bitch is in jail immediately. Yep. Have you ever seen another light elf from Asgard? Nope. I've okay, only seen cool. Malekith, the dark elf. <laughs> It's fucking, and then Never of course, seen a light elf anywhere else. Nope. nope. And then of course, the Wrecking Crew. Oh my God, they're so bad. So 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 the Wrecking Crew in Marvel Comics are are shitty villains. So it's yeah. very accurate in that aspect, which will not be the last time we see a shitty villain in the show. We'll get there. No, it's not the last. No, I didn't. My the part that I kind of like rolled my eyes at was the stolen Asgardian 
construction tools. I'm like, fucking man, Asgard is fucking gone downhill pretty. Bad. My question is, why are they trying to take her blood when she's in She-Hulk form? They thought they may be that, able to. I was gonna get to. And they don't realize that her skin's impenetrable when she's in Hulk form. Oh, they're fucking dumbasses. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, every single fucking person in this show that's not She-Hulk is brain dead, right? Okay. And Tex, I'm right there with you. I, we actually enjoyed the Edward Norton version of of uh, The Incredible Hulk, but... Uh... Anywho, episode four. Let's just fucking rip this band-aid off. Entitled, Is This Not Real Magic? Oh, fuck. Oh, my fucking Christ. I hated this episode the most out of them all. Dottie Blaze, a magician who was expelled from Comertage for unethical... <laughs> Dottie Blaze, eat my ass. <laughs> this show does not get any any good grace. It's like, hey, it's Donnie Blaze. You mean John, no, Johnny Blaze? Uh, no, Donnie Blaze. Are we clever? <laughs> Let's drink our own piss. Fucking... Down syndrome crew. I hate this fucking show so much. <laughs> oh my god. Dottie Blaze, a magician who was expelled from Comartage for unethical use of the mystic arts and now works as an entertainer at the Mystic Castle, sends an audience member named Madison with oh two, two, y, two N's and a Y and not where you would put it. <laughs> to another dimension during one of his shows. Unaware of what's happening, Madison is compelled to make a deal with a demon before being transported back to her own dimension, arriving in Wong's home in Comertage. Wong then contacts Jennifer Walters and explains that he wishes to file suit, recognizing that Blaze has violated a core tenant of his training, never use the mystic arts for personal gain or without proper safeguards. Doctor Strange. Realizing that she has an opportunity to help set a new legal precedent, Walters takes the case and persuades a judge to declare that Blaze cannot practice the mystic arts without permission from the Sorcerer Supreme. Meanwhile, Walters creates a profile on a dating app in the hopes of expanding her social life, but soon finds that she can only get men to pay her to uh, pay attention to her profile when she pretends. I was getting catcalled all the time when she presents herself as She-Hulk. Yeah, right. Blaze accidentally unleashes a swarm of demons at one of his shows, but Wong and Walters are able to deal with the creatures, and Walters threatens Blaze into complying with a cease and desist order. The next day, Walters learns that Titania, having just been released from jail, is filing a lawsuit claiming that Walters' use of the name She-Hulk is a trademark infringement. Terrible. Everything about this is terrible. The only thing I... Oh, yeah, David Otunga's in this. Mm. Yeah, that was terrible. Yep. This this, this is... That, might might go, have, be one of the worst... I have nothing to add to this. 30 minutes of television I've ever seen in my life. Yes, and you want to know why? Because at the very beginning of this fucking episode, she sits there and says... I don't know what it is what you all like about Wong, but you know what? He's giving us Twitter armor for a week. Mm-hmm. This this show knew what it was like. The things that the, the priorities they, they, were so ass they're backwards. Not, they're not wrong though. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. That, I mean, well, the, yeah, you know, the, the 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 thing is when you create a response, you can control a response. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to make trolls be trolls. Mm-hmm. And this this show just proves it. It's it's just this is the worst fucking thing in the world. I like honestly, I could spend two hours dissecting how bad this episode is. I don't want to spend that much. Time I, I I know I don't either. I didn't want to spend we, thirty we, minutes we, of 
watched it. We we good, we good moving on to the next episode. <laughs> no, we we got to say something. Though. Before we do, I have a question. I thought Wong was the smarter sorcerer supreme. No, he's, he's retarded. Taking the fucking sling ring away from people who aren't part of Carmitage anymore? I don't... I thought the same thing. I almost swear he didn't realize that he took it... Like, he still had it in his possession. I, at least I could be wrong, because fucking the continuity in this show. Because um, usually no. Wong's pretty good about that shit. Here's the thing. You introduced Law into the MCU. You basically fucking killed the MCU. Why is he just go fucking take the ring from this guy? Yeah. Okay, so now every time that they have to do something, they should consult a lawyer. Is what I'm getting, right? Yep. Well, in the West Coast. But, well, they'll just, they just won't do that. I already know. <laughs> it's just fucking horse shit. Uh, the episode is terrible. She goes on like dating. She, it's like, oh, nobody wants to date me. Yet her whole fucking thing was like, oh, everybody cat calls me or whatever. And it's like they want to date she I'm not proud of doing what I'm doing, catfishing, because that's exactly what you're doing. And Which she goes on dates as She Hulk. Break number twenty, by the way. She goes on dates as She Hulk, and just picks every fucking person under the planet. Listen, I'm not an online dating person because i think it's fucking horseshit but if you're out there and you're just saying yes to every single person you have and then you come on whatever platform you have and say dating in your 20s 30s 40s is terrible like yeah if you pick fucking everything under the sun it's gonna be bad you dumb fuck it but like <laughs> the script with find with her finding the one guy that she thinks is perfect yeah, because he's a doctor for kids and wants to listen to her. That that's it. It's like okay, cool. She takes him home, fucks him after fighting the demons, <laughs> and then the next morning she is Walters, and he's just like, oh well, um, yeah, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> if you could clip that. <laughs> she takes him home, fucks him fights after him. fighting the demons. <laughs> This is the show. Yeah, like, like this is the thing. Like they create this like absurd version of a man. It's like, yes, I am a doctor for kids. Um, and enough about me. Talk to me about you. Oh, I've been waiting to talk about myself. Shall we have fries? Where is your dick? So. And can you put it in me? It's like, it baffles like, me how how back and forth she goes about wanting to be She-Hulk. It's there, the are, there are beginning. want it to begin with. She didn't want it. Then she does want it. Then she doesn't want it. Then she fights for the rights. Of AI. And she's a terrible person during the whole fucking thing. Yep. I mean, this this episode is one of the worst. And there's a point in time within the 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 actual fucking courthouse, and he's like, "Oh, now the lawyer is doing fucking magic." I'm like. I wish you'd do magic and fucking disappear. There is one thing in this show. There's there's one thing that sums up this entire show for me. There's a guy that gets up and runs out of a fucking window at the in a skyscraper. That's me. For this show, yes. Yeah. Oh so my god. All right. Let's 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 keep. We're 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 getting in there. We're getting in there. 
we're, 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 all, we're, we're powering through. Episode five, mean green and straight poured into these jeans. I can't believe I have to read these fucking episode titles. Uh, I, I gotta go fucking kill myself. <laughs> be back. <laughs> Jennifer discovers that Titania is suing her for the rights to her own name, having trademarked She-Hulk for a new line of beauty products. Holloway warns Walters that she needs to deal with the situation quickly and assigns Mallory Brooke as her attorney for the case. Nikki and Pug come up with a plan to acquire a superhero outfit for Walters from Luke Jacobson, a highly exclusive tailor who does work on the side making commissioned special made super suits for a number of underground vigilantes, while Book Book and Walters decide to countersue Titania in the hopes of regaining the She-Hulk trademark. Walters is annoyed to discover that Todd, one of her unsuccessful dates, is also a client at GLK&H, but this helps her to realize that she can use her dating app history to establish a past record of her identifying as She-Hulk before Titania ever tried to gain the trademark. Thanks to her past dates all being subpoenaed and testifying on her behalf, Walters wins the case and a humiliated Titania is ordered to discontinue sales of every one of her products bearing the name She-Hulk. Walters establishes a tentative friendship with Book, who had previously been hostile to her for getting to head up the superhuman law division over her. Jacobson agrees to design a new business outfit for Walters that she can wear as both herself and She-Hulk, as well as another suit hidden from view. Here, here's my problem with that. The suits she's wearing before that are all men's suits. Yep. And the jacket and the shirts are swimming on her, but the pants fit perfect. Right. And they fit, fit her perfect as She-Hulk as well. Correct. She goes from four foot fucking nothing to six foot 11. How yep. do those pants fucking fit perfectly? Strong calves. It's still. <laughs> Hence mean green and straight poured into these jeans. I kind of hated this episode. I kind of hate all. Of them. I was about to but... say you're kind of repeating yourself. <laughs> but like the the idea of like. But um... this is my shit about like something set up in the last episode and to resolve literally the next episode. Some of this shit's resolved in the same episode. Yes. Hence my my assessment of every episode is a fucking standalone fucking episode. It's Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> this okay. So this episode they. Is this the one where they like um, try to track down the the maker of clothes? Yes. Yes. So why is it so difficult <laughs> to track this guy down? Why? Yeah. Why does it? Why is it the paralegals have to go into this Asian food shop and sit there and say, "We're not cops." My guess is that because maybe vigilantes carry with them some sort of like issue or they're a pain in the ass in, in the west coast and he could be seen as an accomplice depending on what the suit is now granted i am pulling that out of my ass because the show does not bother you're, to explain you're, it whatsoever. You're, you're, you're storytelling for the show yeah but... <laughs> uh yeah the, the, the whole idea of like hi uh, yeah no you're shut up <laughs> <laughs> no no but like the the idea of uh this guy being very difficult to find, and then when they get him, him being like apprehensive, it's like, wh what? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the 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 whole like. I know that they want it to be like a plot point for them to to find him, but it, it seems like the end goal and where they go and who they meet is an afterthought for how to get there. Because once you get there, it's like, come on, how much clients do you have? Apparently infinite, considering the show has all these offshoots, 
and people that are willing to spend five hundred thousand dollars on a suit that doesn't work. Yep, and people can just pay any. I hate this episode too. <laughs> I it, it's one of the the She Hulk the the She Hulk like the She Hulk trade. Oh, the Titania just... thing makes no sense. Yep. I know. I, I'm like the thing is, there's public record of people calling her She Hulk. Why would and Titania is our already a brand, right? Yep. Yep. Why is this? This, this brand when she's supposed to be in prison for the attempted murder? Yeah, and uh, how is she doing these things? No, nothing makes sense. She tried to kill twelve people, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna take See your you brand and make it mine." Yep. Why do you hate me? I don't know. Just I busted through a wall, and you were there. It's like Why? Fucking... <laughs> it's fucking Mr. Kool Aid. Up in this bitch. Like, I don't understand. Oh god. Alright. It, it's 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 nonsensical terribleness. Uh Titania's entire character makes no sense to be in the show. No, it doesn't. I, I uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one. Heather, any other comments before we move on to the next episode? Because as I'm trying to barrel through these fucking things. Titania bitch rolls up on the scene looking like fucking Macho Man Randy fucking Savage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she turns she into fucking in the span of four episodes. Yep. All while yeah, she's I... in prison for the attempted murder of 12 people. Correct. Maybe those 12 people got Jennifer Walters fired from her original job. That all makes sense, doesn't it? All downhill from here. And and that kick in the first episode of Titania looked like fucking shit. You could, if you looked close enough, I swear you could see the fucking wires. Oh, you don't have to look that close. <laughs> so episode six, entitled "Just Jen," uh, Walters is invited to be a bridesmaid at her old friend Lulu's wedding. Oh when no! When she arrives, however, she is disappointed to find that Lulu wants her to present as herself, not as She-Hulk, and saddles her with numerous pre-wedding duties. Titania is also present as she is dating one of Lulu's groomsmen. Walter Walters bonds with Josh Miller, a friend of the groom, but Titania attacks her. Following a brief fight, Titania breaks down and storms off. Meanwhile, Book and Nikki work on a divorce case for a superhuman called Mr. Immortal, who has repeatedly faked his death to get out of several marriages. I'm not going to lie, I did kind of chuckle at this little story. Compounding the problem, eight of his previous spouses all file suits against him upon learning his secret via uh, his secret via an online video displaying his powers leaked by a website called Intelligentsia. After resolving the case, Book and Nikki discover several death threats directed at She-Hulk on Intelligentsia's message board, which is man- maintained by an individual known as Hulk King. Elsewhere, scientists working for Hulk King spy on Walters and plan on another attempt to steal a blood sample from her. <laughs> we never fucking see, because, yeah, they put a stronger needle on the fucking thing, but we never fucking see that stronger needle being used. No. No, you fucking... This, this, this terrible episode. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I, no, I, I, I chuckled it's, a little bit at the Mr. Immortal shit. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but it's 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 just so nonsensical. I, I know it is. Like, I, I'm getting I'm... out of my Okay, so if I'm married to a woman and I kill myself, yep. I don't retain what I own. You realize. Yes. Right? <laughs> I'm just that. You don't actually fucking die, so therefore you're still fucking married. 
I mean, it also, I guess you could get to a point where it's like I'm leaving everything I own into the next person I'm going to revive and use that. I mean, that's something you could put in there. But the fact that they don't is just telling to this show's fucking Down Syndrome act. I, like, it's, it's the dumbest fucking show ever written that I've watched. Personally, one of the dumbest fucking shows. They, like, I get the, oh, it's a fun fact that uh, we've got this guy and he's dying all the time to get out of his, like, problems. <laughs> but you can't just continue your life after you've f- faked killed yourself. And then, and then, like to, to to press the point even more, like while they're talking to him and he doesn't like where their conversations go, he gets up and jumps out the window. <laughs> it's like, and this thing, and it's it. Yes, why does he hire them as his lawyers when he jumps out the window to escape them? It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> It makes no sense. Okay, it's, it's like you know, you he's, he's sitting there being like talking to his lawyers, and he's like, "Well, this is what I did to it," and they start to like berate him because he's hired two female lawyers that are like, "He left all these women in the lurch and a, a man, I guess." And it's like you you need to atone or whatever. They're like, "It's like we don't have to be like we don't have to accept everything you're saying." And he's like, "Well, fuck this. I'm jumping out of the window." Next scene, he hires them. Okay. I, I have it's so fucking stupid. It's it's like there's no brain cell. Like I can't imagine. This is where I get fucking frustrated because <laughs> this is where you get there, frustrated. No, no, but the, well, there are people that are making money, good money, <laughs> to write this show, and holy fucking Christ, they'd have trouble reading like the back label of a Lay's bag. <laughs> And I'm making sense of it. Like, it, it's that fucking stupid. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. And, and then she's at this wedding, right? She's yeah. at this wedding. And she's like, oh, let loose. And then she becomes like slave labor randomly. But a friend that she has not been in contact with since high school, no less. She's like, we don't want you to be She Hulk. Um, and also, can you clean these sheets? We don't want you to be She Hulk because you're taking attention away from my day. Remember when you were 38 years old and the last time you talked to somebody was when you were in high school and they asked you to be part of their bridesmaid crew? Remember yep. that? Because that never 30, happened. I'm not even 38 yet, so. I got another year before I'm there. <laughs> Text just said, who is this show made for? I haven't heard it. Nobody. It, 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 it's no, made man. for the person that wrote it. it it's made for people that just fucking don't understand what reality is. So, um... I have, she I have, turns into I, she help. I nothing, she fights. I have nothing she to contribute to this part of she, the review. She, just, she destroys the floor. She destroys half the venue. And people are like, oh my god, She-Hulk? You just gotta be She-Hulk the whole time. Like, okay, well, you know what? Where is the closest shotgun so I can blow my brains out? Where's that? And the only and reason she fucking leaves after that fight is because her veneers get destroyed. And, and that fucking yeah, that's terrible. And that fucking guy shows up and he's like, again, a human being that doesn't exist. He's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> says everything nice and then disappears for like seven hours. Shows back up and he's like, hey, yeah, and she's like drunk off her fucking ass and he's like, 
I just love everything about you. And she's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's the girl I'm taking home. I don't know. Maybe she'll remember me. Terrible. Yep. <laughs> Episode 7, The Retreat. Walters goes on several dates with Miller, but he disappears and seemingly ghosts her after they sleep together. While anticipating a text from him, she receives a call from Blonsky's parole officer, who informs her that the inhibitor that stops Blonsky from turning into abomination is broken, and he wants her to accompany him to Blonsky's spiritual retreat, Summer Twilight, to check in on him. When the officer leaves, Manbull and El Aguila accidentally destroy her car, forcing her to stay there until it can be towed away. Despite the retreat lacking internet and cell coverage, Walters continues to nervously wait a response from Miller. She attends a group therapy session with Blonsky, Manbull, El Aguila, Porcupine, Saccharin, and Wrecker, where she is convinced to delete Miller's contact information and let go of her feelings towards him. It is revealed that three days earlier, Miller secretly cloned Walters' phone and stole a sample of her blood on behalf of Hulk King after sleeping with her. This is the episode that actually piqued my fucking interest, and it's because of that group therapy session where they actually humanize She-Hulk and give her some fucking character. for Walters. Yep. You know what, Heather? They actually do it beforehand with her checking her phone constantly after like having an interaction with somebody. They they kind of build the character we want to see, like somebody that is like you know vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, vulnerable, and she's look. She's like, oh man, did it text me? Did it text me? Did it text me? And she's like really fighting for it, though you know it's never going to happen. I would have preferred seeing some of this behavior much earlier. I don't mind having this now, but just like, get rid of Titania entirely and everything to do with her. That's fine. Honestly, that. honestly. But but my point is, is that like this is this is. Back to the root of the problem I have with the show is that, like, I, everything you guys have said, I'm not disagreeing with you. But at, at the very, like, basis of it, I mm-hmm. don't fucking know who, like, the, what? There's an easy fix. And I can tell you right now, you, Connor, mm-hmm. Heather, me, anybody listening to us can write a better outline to a show than this show ended up being. And because all the elements are there. Yep. All of them are there. It's just like they, they're like, nope. At every corner, they're like, nope, don't want to see that. D- d- honestly, She-Hulk could be such a good character, and I would be so much more. And you can include the fourth wall breaking I to an extent. I would say it depends on how good the show is. When it comes to like being meta with a show, you really have to deliver on the show to successfully deliver on the meta. And they do not do the prior, so they should not do the latter. Uh, well, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But 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 I I'm agreeing with you. Like there's certain things here where like uh, like I said, uh, her like constantly looking at her phone. That's something I would include in the show because it should be like I mean, She Hulk is that kind of character anyway, from my understanding, which is fine. And it could work. And uh, like when she finally like gets into a group atmosphere, and they have to have like it, it's so weird because they have the hokey looking fucking characters. They have the uh, the the guy that is fucking what the fuck? Is, I, I I don't even fucking know what his name was anymore. The guy with all the spikes. I I do not know who. He is. Uh, the, the, no, no, they have uh, the guy that looks like a bull. The guy that is a matador. 
Yep. Oh, Porcupine. The guy, yeah, Porcupine, and they have like <laughs> Blade Wannabe. There, there's there's so much <laughs> shit in here that like I have to like chuckle and laugh at. Like I like I like. I saw, I saw, but like this serious moment with that this thing that moment of them like talking to She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Even with how ridiculous everything is, yeah, kind of works for me. And it's like that—that that is more of what I'd like to see from the show. Yeah, it can be ridiculous, but come on. There are very easy, easy. Yeah, there are very easy common tropes that they could have implemented into the show. That while may have been cliched and maybe stereotypical, well, not stereotypical. Well, yeah, stereotypical. And it's a sitcom. That's what it should right. be built upon, right? And, and like stuff that we've already like many a time seen, not just in the MCU, but in entertainment in general. But fucking like make it work. I I still fine. Titania, I understand like her like frustration with the Hulk of like her like oh she Hulk beat her up and threw her in jail and blah blah. But we never uh, see it. We just see weird actions that she does. Right. But my point is, I understand her motivation. But the problem with that is like. Why the fuck did you even break into the courtroom in the first place? That was never explained. So your basis of me giving a shit as far as like even remotely being interested in Titania is out the window because it's based off of a dumbass and broke into a court of law. But also, where's like the other side of the story? You know, they already the reason I can't tell the other side of the story is because the side of the story they're telling is too fucking dumb. Like I would have like if it was a bit more nuanced, I, I would give if you want to include Titania, give us some Titania POV, like give us some point of view, man. On top of that, like the the side characters, right? And I'm just I know these are common tropes, and I'm sure people roll their eyes, but fuck, it's better than what we got. The her best friend, right? Fine, let her be your BFF. You need to have a normal person that can like support her 100 no matter what. Love it, fine, cool, awesome. The guy, right? Uh, was that Pug? Yeah. 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 Let let him have a fucking crush on her. I don't get, I know it's fucking cliche and trope, but at least there you can create some different dynamics like I loved her mm-hmm. before she was She-Hulk. Fine, whatever. Don't have to fucking you don't have to bottle it. Miss Marvel this shit. <laughs> well, Miss Marvel had fucking three guys after her, so like Well, like, every, everybody fucking loved her. I, I know. Uh, yeah, that's true. But but like, yeah, reason. fucking do the Bruno shit. Um and then fucking the 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 attorney that um is like indifferent with her and she's not like best friends with her, but still helps her out. Have her be jealous of the fact that like, look, you fucking got this job because you're nothing but she Hulk. And then like you, you're a pitiful lawyer, blah, blah, blah. Those, those are very cliche tropes of character traits, but for fuck's sake, but at least he, gives us a lot more than what we got from these fucking people. Even if you want to make, and like you can make to your desire, a misogynist character. Don't make them be just that. You know what I mean? Like, We've give give a little bit more. Like, things, yeah. Like, like, don't like. And this show just like it's like, uh, who's this character? This is them. This is them. This is them. <sighs> it's like a button game where there's yep. no extra additives. Yep. Nobody is more than the label you're giving them, and it's like, who is? Why would you write it this way? It's a, and and then there's so much added fucking hate in this show. <laughs> That doesn't really like, there's there is it's like it's ridiculous. Yep. Because they they, they it, it's hate to counteract hate that they're creating. It's like is is that really the avenue you want to go down to make a show? Sure is. To to combat like what you could perceive <sighs> as the audience reaction, you create an audience reaction to to fight an audience reaction, and you used a show to do it that you didn't do anything to the show with. The show is shit. 
but you sure accomplished your goal. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Heather, any, any last minute tidbits before we, we have only two episodes left? Thank God. This was the first episode that they called, oh, it's a standalone wedding episode. No, honey, every every episode you've had up to this point is a standalone episode. Oh, especially the last two. I yeah. really dislike the fourth wall breaks in the show. And that's the other thing. We we I, are now up to 40. I don't mind them every once in a while. Fuck, I'll even do one an episode. Fine, I will do one, one an episode. It, it gets you much. don't earn them. It, they haven't been earned. Now it's just like a shit show with people looking at the camera and talking. That's like, in order to be meta and do meta well and do fourth wall breaking, you ha- like I said before, you have to have a storyline worth breaking the fourth wall for. And you just fucking don't. You just don't. Nope. I mean, Deadpool didn't even do the fourth wall breaking as much as this show did. No. They, and and that is a trope. That is used when used properly is great, but when overused, it's annoying as fuck. And fourth wall breaking is a very dangerous thing to and in, in, in involved in a multi fucking verse. <laughs> oh, I can't. I I actually I'll be honest with you. I'm very curious how they're gonna incorporate Deadpool into the MCU. I think I think Deadpool will be the shining light of involvement because the money will be there to be like oh i just entered this room and you see like rack fucking rocket raccoon plus if if ryan reynolds has his hand in it as much as he did the last two movies which i can't imagine why he wouldn't have it in the third one we'll be fine because he knows he has as much if not more control over this one considering that he's the one who got jackman to sign on yep the the genius of deadpool doesn't exist in this show Oh, yeah, the yeah. the the uh, the fun and the comedy and the if I had to watch the two Deadpool movies and say the comedy hit I'm like yeah like eighty percent eighty five percent of the time it hit me She Hulk zero <laughs> percent of the time did the comedy hit me Well let's 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 barrel through these last two episodes then and try to get this get this through so episode eight which is actually my personal favorite episode Ribbit and Rip It. Uh, Jennifer Walters takes on a new case representing Eugene Patillo, a.k.a. the Leapfrog, the son of Goodman, Lieber, Kirkwitz, and Holloway client Vincent Patillo, who wishes to sue Luke Jacobson for having provided him with a faulty supersuit. Jacobson is represented by Matt Murdock in court, who manages to win the case due to Patillo inadvertently revealing that he disregarded Jacobson's instructions by using jet fuel for his rocket boots. Murdock and Walters meet later at a bar, and he advises her that she is in a unique position to help others as an attorney and as She-Hulk. Later that, that night, Patilio contacts Walters asking for help against an unknown assailant. Walters arrives and battles the assailant who she discovers to be Murdoch in his vigilante persona, Daredevil. Murdoch reveals to Walters that Patilio kidnapped Jacobson in order to improve his suit and make his suits uh, and make suits for his followers, the Tadpoles. Walters and Murdoch work together to rescue Jacobson. Leapfrog tries to escape by jumping out the window, only to injure himself. The tadpoles are arrested while Leapfrog is taken away on a stretcher. Walters later has sex with Murdoch at her home. I did love the walk of shame afterwards, where it's just him and the fucking the 
Karen I feel goes. like that's diminishing returns right there. <laughs> the next evening, Walters attends the Southern California Law Awards Gala, where she accepts the Female Lawyer of the Year Award alongside five other female attorneys. But the gala is interrupted by an intelligentsia broadcast, which smears Walters' reputation by displaying footage of her in bed with Josh Miller. Walters goes on in, uh, goes into a rage and destroys the gala stage. She attempts to capture an intelligentsia member nearby, but she is stopped by the DODC agents enabling the intelligentsia member to get away. So, mm-hmm. Daredevil. It was teased three episodes before. But he was teased the whole fucking season before. So. Uh, I mean, like, here... The thing is, if you were fresh off watching Netflix's Daredevil, you'd probably hate this. <laughs> I'm just going to say because he he doesn't hide the fact that he's Daredevil yep. in court. Thank you. Wait, really? 669. Yeah, in court. He talks about the costumes. He made one for me. In court. I mean, they're not. It might not uh, be to like the okay. actual judge, but while they're in yeah, court, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, he made one for me." Why would you even fucking say that? So, Considering he, who does he make? Who does he make costumes for? The only <laughs> superheroes. The well, mm-hmm. uh, the the main reason I like this isn't necessarily because they 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 did the uh, the vertical shuffle. The main reason I liked it was because. It explored a side of Jen Walters that Daredevil was trying to get out of her and trying to like embrace the She-Hulk, Walter, uh, Jennifer Walters lawyer balance and kind of getting a little bit more out of her character. I'm not saying it was completely successful. Um, she got he got something out of her. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> kind of infuriates me because she's like a couple episodes ago she was so dismissive of Hulk, who has more to do with her. Than Daredevil, but now all of a sudden, she was dismissive of it at the very beginning when Hulk himself was telling her, "You have a gift, and you should be helping people. You should be helping save the world." That is yeah. another and thing then, that I kind and, of didn't really and, uh, like either. Was that they? F- I but didn't like that. I, I mean, I are going to see like that Hulk kind of like put on. You're a superhero like, now. Yeah, like, I didn't like that either. I'm like, oh, you're a superhero now. Whether you like it or not, you have to be this way. It's like, no, that I, I didn't agree with Hulk's point to that extent, but I also don't agree with the way that it was entirely treated. Um, and this episode, you've got Daredevil, yay! But Daredevil, and I, the, the I'm, I'm going to use this as the talking point for how the Daredevil show will go, and. Mm, it's going to be okay because Daredevil on Netflix, though they tried to ape it and tried to showcase what the Disney version would be, uh-huh. there is a hell of a lot of unneeded CGI yeah. because they didn't want to bring in a stunt crew because it's easier to make people in India make this work. So, and that's one thing we haven't talked about yet. No, oh, yep. Notice until the episode before this one, the CGI with She-Hulk, the face has no emotion unless she is screaming. Yep. Yep. 
the, the problem is the upper lip doesn't really move and um i'm not gonna like shit on the the actual artists um it, it's the time frame and it's the willingness to pay i think mm -hmm. marvel is like um apple and just hiring people that are living in squalor to make that fucking shit and being like we need it in the next 17 hours to say papa he's dying papa but i need that i need that um, she hawks mouth papa he's not gonna live past the seven hours it's like, i i agree i think it's they're hiring the right people for it but telling them we need it tomorrow yeah yeah uh like it, 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 it like you can tell when watching she hulk that some of them are like jesus christ is this wwe 2k18 cutscene and she's coming to my office or oh, is it like or, or is it like relatively okay um and th this is another huge complaint that i didn't say why do this you you get an actress that is as good as the actress that plays She-Hulk, and you, you, you actually go out of your way to show her less. Just get rid of. Okay, all you need to do is say you don't need to look like She-Hulk while you're in the fucking law house, and it's like okay. They show her way too much, and it looks terrible. Anytime they show her in light, it looks terrible. Unless it's a, it's a a trailer shot, and then it looks fine, right? Because of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the rest of the time, her face is dark, and there's no emotion on the face whatsoever. I I do like the interaction between her and Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. I do feel like everything that happens in this episode is to make She Hulk better. And Daredevil slightly worse. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I will say that like part of me does appreciate an effort they tried to do with the with the the end of this episode. They don't execute it correctly, but I see what they were trying to do. Where it's like it's a moment where they're pushing Jen to her breaking point, where she snaps and like like rages out of control. The, the problem with that is that it's, again, this whole flip-flopping of what they want her to do or how they want her to react, right? Before, she was in total control, which she was. She was in total control up until this point, but then she loses but, – but, but she loses control at the beginning, which prompts Hulk to, to kidnap her and, and train her, but then she's like, no, I got this, has been in control this entire time, and then the very last episode, it's like, okay, look, look – it, it, it's I appreciate that, but at the same time, it's like you didn't you didn't really execute it the right way. If you did, no. if you did other things to kind of sh did, showcase that she's like trying to contain her rage, I'd believe it more. I'm watching a Marvel show, which I think the end goal of the protagonist to fuck somebody. <laughs> Sorry, you cut out. So all I heard, all I heard was, the uh, it's a protagonist. The end goal is to fuck somebody. Yeah, that's exactly what it said. Oh, okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I... Because, like, I mean, every fucking outside of the fact that she got powers, it was like, who am I going to sleep with next? Yeah. Which, like, I mean, it, it's sex in the city done way worse. Like, I just like who is like again? Who is this 
four. Six on really. city. I don't know, but no, I. I... <sighs> I mean, she she okay so she sleeps with daredevil and it's like oh i really enjoy that and blind okay cool and then he why are we still rolling why is this show still going is this the season finale is that next what's going on where am i that was nice i'm blind by the way like well i mean the guy that like sticks with her is blind is telling uh, <laughs> and then which is for no reason because I personally think like the actress and Chiok would have no trouble finding a mate. Anyways, uh, he has the walk of shame, which everybody on Twitter is like, yeah, it's so good. I'm like, really? Is it though? Because he's walking away from her house in his actual costume. And yeah. I mean, I got, I got a chuckle out of it. I didn't like ball. I mean, every, it, everybody's but... going to get a chuckle out of it, but like on rewatch, he's going to be like, well, just bring it up in, I mean, in Born I, Again. I, I, hope, I, I hope Disney, when they come up with Born Again, it's like everybody knows he he is who he is, because that's we'll the way he was he was shown in this episode. <sighs> um, are there any other tidbits for episode eight before we go on to the final stretch? Kill ourselves on nine. Oh, so here we go. You talk wild. about you talk about meta and fourth wall breaking. Let's talk about episode nine. Whose show is this? Je- Jennifer Walters is released from the DODC custody, but is forced to wear an inhibitor to prevent her from transforming into She-Hulk and loses her job at Goodman, Lieber, Kirkwoods, and Holloway. She decides to go to Emily Blonsky's retreat to seek advice after failing to gather information on Intelligentsia and its creator, the Hulk King. Walters' best friend, Nikki Ramos, successfully manages to receive an invite from Hulk King to join a private gathering and ask Pug to infiltrate the event. Pug attends the gathering, which also takes place at Blonsky's retreat, and learns that Todd Phelps is the Hulk King. Walters arrives at the retreat and stumbles upon the gathering. Blonsky is present, is present in his abomination form, acting as a motivational speaker, although he has no knowledge of Intelligentsia's true goals. Walter confronts Phelps, who injects himself with a substance containing her blood, turning himself into a Hulk. A fight ensues as Titania and Walters' cousin Bruce Banner also joins with Titania, fighting Intelligentsia members and Banner fighting Blonsky's. Confused by what is happening, Walters breaks the fourth wall and enters the documentary series Marvel Studios Assembled through the Disney Plus platform. There she goes to Marvel Studios' production room of the show and confronts its writers, who direct her to Kevin. She then meets K-E-V-I-N, an artificial intelligence claiming to be in charge of all Marvel Cinematic Universe storyline decisions. Walters brings her complaints to Kevin while bringing up the father issues of several MCU characters, as well as asking when the X-Men are going to appear. Walter persuades Kevin to rewrite <laughs> to rewrite the climax of the episode, and Kevin reluctantly agrees. Walter returns to the show as Phelps and the rest of Intelligentsia are arrested and vows to see Phelps in court. As Titania is being interviewed, Blonsky agrees to return to prison for 10 years after violating his parole. Walters returns home to celebrate with her family and Matt Murdock, who is suddenly brought back to the series after Walters asks Kevin for him. Banner joins them, returning from Sakaar, and introduces his son, Scar. Sometime, uh, sometime later, while having regained her job, Walters goes to her court case against Phelps and Tentelladentia. He, When asked by a reporter if she will be working as a lawyer or a superhero, She-Hulk answers both before entering the courthouse. And in the mid-credits scene, Wong breaks Blonsky out of prison at his request and takes him back to Comertage. So, so I'm going to be like either like the fan base either liked it or want to kill themselves. Okay. 
I, I have mixed I have a mixed bag on this episode. I'll, I'll be very honest. Here's why. And this is purely a personal thing. I want to stress this. The whole K-E-V-I-N thing, I, I thought was kind of funny. And there was a lot of self-referential stuff that I also liked. Like the whole like wink and nods thing. And, and, and the fact that the robot has a fucking baseball hat like like Kevin Feige. Fine. I, I, I thought that was funny. I thought that was cute. Fine. The thing that really is is kind of... A, a wonderful swift kick to the dick is the fact that it start <laughs> it tries to start out as another episode and then basically etch a sketch erases everything so the entire show yeah yep yep so why 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 even do it which brings me back to my original issue of what the fuck was what was gained by this show what what did we Walters is the She-Hulk now you can't say which, which goes back to my beginning statement all you needed was episode one and, and episode seven. fucking seven yep and John explaining She-Hulk you want to introduce Daredevil into the MCU you kind of already did that with Matt Murdock showing up in Spider-Man you could have showed it Fuck, he could have made a. They could have re- referenced the Daredevil like sighting in any of the other shows or movies without actually having him on camera. Hell, you could have mentioned it in Hawkeye. Fucking Kingpin was in it. So keep in mind, this is canon in the MCU. Yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody went into <laughs> the digital platform that uh-huh. they use uh-huh. for people to watch. And went and talked to the writing staff and was like, nah, I'm going to talk to Kevin, which is a robot with a hat that creates everything as an algorithm Correct. and decided to change everything about their entire show. So if you thought people collecting the uh, fucking Infinity Stones was a big thing, <laughs> you might as well give no fucks anymore because you can talk to the creator which is a robot um at will I so, guess so if if she hulk has the well no i think they said that she can't go back to talk to him ever again i think or so i thought yeah, it was yeah. some, but she can't but go back but fuck, who knows fuck who else? the conqueror being the next big villain mm. you could just go to fucking remember how we were bitching about eternity and thor love and thunder mhm yeah, that that this is this is so ridiculous. Uh, honestly, like I, I was watching this and shows up in Secret Wars. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I, I'm I will not be surprised if he show if he does an appearance. I hate the fact that this. I mean, this show earns. Everybody should land blast this fucking thing to death because it's it's terrible. It tries to like platform itself to be like you can't talk to us because we've done this. But it's a fucking terribly written show with a terrible entire storyline, terrible characters. The ending is fucking ridiculously, in my mind, stupid. Yeah, oh, it's meta. It doesn't earn it. It hasn't earned that. It hasn't earned talking to a fucking cyborg. I'm not saying it's earned. I'm just saying is I for for the for the self 
for my own personal taste, the self-referential stuff. But like, no, I I understand what you're saying. Like, like yeah. there's there's like a fun to have of being like, oh, she's leaving this to talk it to Kevin. It could have been fix- so much better, obviously, this. and had more of an impact. I completely agree with you on that. But like, <laughs> I, fuck. I, like when she looks at the screen, it's like, is anybody feeling this? I'm like, I haven't been feeling anything that you fucking did. So uh, you're asking me now, ten hours in or whatever the fuck it is, eat my fucking dick. Uh, the show does not deserve the ending they tried to do because the show doesn't deserve 90% of anything they tried to do. I, I'm sorry. Like, I know that people like might like it, but like, come on, man, where is the storyline? Let me, it's like, well, I love the humor. Let me throw this yeah. out there. Let me throw this out there to you guys. And, and, and I know Heather hasn't said anything about the episode yet, but I'm going to throw this out to you guys first. Let's say, that episode eight ended with, um, how do I how do I put this the right way? Let, let's say let's say episode eight ended right around where like the intelligentsia was discovered and and the reveal happens with with what's his face being the fucking Hulk King, right? Let's say that that's where episode eight ended, okay? And episode nine begins with Jen Walters at a bar, with the inhibitor on getting drunk because she's like miserable and upset and she like stops and then but this is the beginning of the episode she goes you know what fuck it i i can't i can't do this 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 is this makes no sense this is crazy this is all over the fucking place and then that's when they do the fucking fourth wall break going into the the studios everything like that blah 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 and then it resolves itself uh, at the end of the episode, they stretch out maybe the the segment a little bit more. They wrap up things a little bit more neatly. Do you think that would make it better? No, <laughs> I have to rewrite this entire show. Like <laughs> for 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 me, Fair. it's like you start with her getting the power that she didn't want, and then there's the struggle of turning into She Hulk when she doesn't want to turn into She Hulk. Not to the extent that Hulk did. But it could be to like, I'm trying to open a wine bottle and I fucking can't or some shit goes wrong and she she hulks out out of nowhere. Or, you know, like the common things that people face where like it's like you're kind of frustrated and she she hulks and then have an episode where she learns to control the minutia of the detail with Hulk. And then moving forward to how she's going to integrate she hulk and herself being in regular society. Uh, and that includes, like, you know, law and superhero law, if you want to go that way. Um, the end, I probably would have... Well, I mean, the thing is, I'm rewriting the whole fucking show at this point in time, so I would have to have included, like, some sort of bad that had more to do with her. She-Hulk form, uh, I guess, being a fault to her being able to tell law properly without getting mad or transforming... Yep. I think that would be a better fucking show than what I saw. <laughs> like I like I know that they wanted to like fit everything in, but like the ending is just so like the the thing that worked the least for me was the fourth wall breaking, and that's the ending that they went with. And I I am like I mean okay yes we do see I mean. Don't get me wrong. It's like, okay, uh, it's it's a little fun prank, but a fun prank on a shit show doesn't really work for me. Right there with you, Tex. Um, Okay, then I I get you on that. Um, Sorry, continue. I I didn't mean that. No, it's not even that. 
actually. The show ends and she gets everything she wants. Yep. Right, because and she, she asked want. for She didn't want the Hulk powers, but she's fucking keeping them. Yeah, well, she didn't ask for it to go away. She's like, I, I want, I want Matt Murdock because I want to fucking have sex with him. Yep. And he's like, he just shows up. And I'm like, okay, well, this is like this, and and they have a fucking Fast and the Furious fucking, you know, family's the most important. Yeah, uh, family's most important, and he shows up and he's talking about being blind or some shit. No, oh, fuck, I don't care. Um, uh, it's like, what? <laughs> Heather, what? Heather, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw it to, uh, I'll throw it to you. Uh, not only about this episode, but might as well fucking put the feather in the cap. I mean, I I I I I think we don't really need to go into too much detail of why we're not. I'm not even gonna do a rating on this one. I'll be very honest. Oh, I'm gonna do a rating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a fucking rating. We've rated everything else in this fucking. And I had to watch this, so I'm <laughs> rating it. All right, fair enough. For this episode, uh-huh. I would have preferred if they stuck with the circus that was going on because guess what? That's what this entire show was a fucking circus. Good point. Well, they pick and choose. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For her to sit there and have that be the breaking point where she breaks through the fourth wall, goes through the Disney Plus menu, and goes into the studios. She talk kills to- herself. <laughs> And have to fight through these puny little security guards who they're working at Disney Studios. They should fucking know who it is. Uh-huh. And just give up immediately. That's so terrible. That's so terrible. I'm not gonna lie. For her to walk in and see Kevin, the AI, which the fucking AI for lawyer scripts that you read to us before we started the show did a better job than what this AI did for this. Uh, uh, for, first, she sees the actual writer of the show sitting there, being like, "What?" By the way, I love mm-hmm. I love Texas suggestion. He goes, "The post credit scene should have been John Berth- uh, Berthenol, uh Punisher showing up and kill them all." And looks at the camera and says, "You're welcome." Yeah, I agree. Honestly, best fucking <laughs> painting ever. Deadpool but she talked to Kevin. And before they go any further, Kevin sits there and says, can you not talk to me in this form? It's too expensive. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't transform on camera either. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they have a dig yet. Like, the, it's bad. It's yep. bad timing. Oh, yeah. For that statement to be said on this show, but yet 90% of this fucking show is her in She-Hulk form. So um, we didn't we didn't really touch on it, but like this show ruins a, a show that's won multiple awards and is way better than it. I was just about to get there. The episode with Wog, where he did fucking Dotty Blaze, and they meet Madison, and she turns around. Oh my God, The Sopranos! Is this the episode where so and so dies? This is a very Rick and Morty esque. Uh, take and the thing is, Rick and Morty is actually good in this, and so how dare you? <laughs> in how my mind, really I mean, there's a lot of people that haven't seen it, and to do that on a show that's literally like F minus, yes. I, for the girl who's perpetually drunk in, in that end credit scene, asking Wong what alcohols he's tried and what alcohol he might have in Comratage. A fucking temple, no less. 
I, a lot of people love Madison. I I stand on absolutely hating Madison, but uh, where are you guys? I can't stand her. She is the drunk bimbo. I, I don't mind her in small doses. I don't know what those doses are. We're going to show too much. But um, <laughs> they, they, for them to ruin Sopranos on this show. I mean, that, that, that to me is a nitpick, but it's still like... But but like the reason I'm nitpicking it is because the show is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Imagine fucking watching like a commercial for Apple and have them ruin a show you haven't seen. Cause that's the equivalent. It's like terrible. It's a place you shouldn't need to see that. I mean, that, like, who do these writers think they are? It's like we're gonna ruin a show. That is written one trillion times better than ours. And then we're going to laugh about it. <laughs> She's drunk. I would shotgun her fucking ass out of the world. So what would you rate it out of? <laughs> Heather, you go first. Negative three. Negative three. All right. Well, you can't go negative. You can't yeah, I am going fucking negative for this show because of how... <laughs> bad it is and the fact that there's only two episodes that tell you any kind of fucking story actual any story for just this show never mind the overarching story of the rest of the mcu i mean what other show would you go negative on no have like some no you gotta have some comparison you can't go negative i I can't i can't go negative i'm gonna go low but i'm not gonna go negative i would go negative on if what if yes I would go negative on it if it didn't have some sort of connotation to it being this. Yes, this may be canon, but this is only the opposite scenarios. Did you see Texas in the chat? Yes. But you can't go negative. Negative is not. Zero. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Yep. You are not alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I can't give it a zero because there's a glimmer, a glimmer of hope in there. And I, there's certain acting I don't mind. I would not go above a two. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm not going that high. (laughs) I'm going to go like just for the acting involved. And this is more the lead. than anybody else and i did like um daredevil when he was shown they didn't like super disneyfy him but they they, they kind of really did when they turned him into a yeah. cgi character yeah um uh, i'm gonna go with a uh a point five one 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 yeah, I'll, one I'll, I'll one go, out of ten i'll go with you on the um and that. that's that that's for the actress the lead actress doesn't really do bad it's just like what are you gonna work no, we were, uh, yeah, that, that's that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so great. Okay. I'm going to watch it again. That, <laughs> that does it for She-Hulk attorney at law. Um, uh, now real quick, just as a quick little recap for those who are still sticking with us, God bless you. Um, a quick little, uh, a, a quick little tidbit about, um, uh, about the future of the roundtable and other future roundtables we're going to be doing here on the channel. So obviously the next thing in line will be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, at the time of this recording, though, there is not a good version to see in a legal way. 
Um, so it might be some time up until we get to see a you know a better version of Black Panther Wakanda. For I've seen it in the theaters, uh, Basement and Heather have not yet. So it might be a little bit more time till we get to Black Panther Wakanda forever. But it will. Looking forward to Black Panther. To be honest, what's that? I mean, I I have to look forward to it. It's, it's, it's the last it's, couple it's, things I watched. It's, it's like good. am I got to be better than that? I was gonna say, um, but uh, so we will be doing Black Panther: Wakanda Forever eventually once uh, Heather and Basement get caught up and and we see like a a, a better non illegally recorded version of it um once that's the case and as far as the marvel roundtable is concerned we're basically <laughs> going to do the roundtable once things are produced as far as you know movies might take a little bit more time i think we're in agreement that we're going to do the series when they come out when they're done not doing it like we're definitely not doing a week-to-week episode comparison do it <laughs> so that so after after Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the next two big ones will be Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania and then Secret Invasion for the Disney Plus shows. In the meantime, uh what we will be doing is we will be starting, I believe, in January, we'll be starting up the Harry Potter round table, which will be hosted by the wonderful Harry Heather. Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, Harry. Which... <laughs> We're only doing the main Harry Potter movies, right? We're not doing Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, we're doing all those beasts. Uh, and then, so we'll we'll sprinkle in the Marvel Roundtable in between when obviously you we're able to. to me at all. I, I heard you. <laughs> um, and then eventually we will uh, roll over to the Star Wars Roundtable, which that one's going to be. Uh, quite an adventure in of itself. So, um, that being said, oh, I see Frank in the chat. What up, Frank? Uh, ag- agreed. Why can we do like the Die Hard Roundtable. You know what I mean? How many Die Hards are there? I like seven. Really? Six. Four. There's definitely six. No way. Yeah. There's that. In- oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that many? There's six Die Hards. We could do the Rambo. Round table. Holy shit, there is. There's fucking one, two. I told you. I told you. What do you believe? Hold on, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, Mm -hmm. five. The Freddy round table. The fucking. There's a bunch of them. Uh, (laughs) Dream Warriors. But uh, the point being is that, you know, we're, we're still going to continue the Marvel Roundtable. It's just obviously going to be more spaced out based upon what other uh, movies and stuff come out. And then again, Harry Potter and then Star Wars right after. So we got some fun stuff in 2023. I'm really looking forward to it. But I uh, want to thank Heather and Basement not only for uh, trekking with me so far all the way through the Marvel Roundtable, but especially for this episode, particularly of She-Hope, because I know how much of a chore it was for them. Um but uh, I mean, Frank, if you want to hop on the other, you know, Harry Potter and the Star Wars one, Heather and JP are going to be the ones leading. Get all one. up in here. You get up. Get all, all up, up in here, baby. Business. But Come I wanna, on. But I want to thank them. Stealing lights and <laughs> giving babies to terrible people. But I want to thank everybody <laughs> Let's do for. It. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank everybody in the chat. I know Frank just popped in just now. I want to thank everybody for uh, checking out the roundtable. And again, thanks to everybody in the Horny Goat crew for uh, putting up with my shenanigans of let's do everything Marvel and not want to fucking kill me yet. Uh, when we return to the Marvel roundtable, uh, it will be quite some time, but it will be an advancement in what is arguably the most emotional movie that Marvel has produced so far. With the falling of Chadwick Boseman, we see what happens to the fallen kingdom of Wakanda but also are introduced to a brand new element and a brand new kingdom that they have to combat as we round out phase four of the MCU with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. <laughs>